Hi, I'm Stephen Chalmer. Welcome to the Culmination Back Bar Podcast. I am so excited for this special episode. Um, I, I just kind of giddy beside myself, so I'd like to welcome um, Conrad Andrus, our production brewer, Culmination, and then uh, from Imperial, uh, one of my most favorite restaurants in Portland, a very, very acclaimed, uh, prominent Portland restaurant. We've got Matthew Gerald, Chef de Cuisine, and Eric Bigger, the general manager. Good morning, guys. Morning. Good morning. All right, Conrad, what brings us together? Something that is especial, apparently. <laughs> um, beer de Mel. That's, that's what brings us together. So tell me about that. What is Beer de Mel? So kind of the, the quintessential uh, Beer de Mel is brewed by uh, Brasserie DuPont, and it is a saison with honey. So for those who don't know, what's Brasserie DuPont? Uh, very old uh, brewery. <laughs> okay, so, so a, a very old brewery. Okay, cool. Well, no, they, uh, they're... They're the most well-known brewery for the for their saisons. They kind of uh, I don't want to say pioneered because uh, saisons have been around for an extremely long time. It actually was part of uh, workers' wages was leaders of saison, but. Um, Oh, man, I'm in the sun and it's so hot. Just got to <laughs> strip for a second. <laughs> okay, Conrad is taking off his uh, Portland hipster hat. All right, so um, so Eric and uh, Matthew, how did this collaboration come about? Because I'm when I heard about, I was like, I can't believe we're doing this. That's so awesome. So tell me about the secret origins of this collab. Okay, not so secret, but we just keep it under the table a little bit. But uh, <laughs> so culminate. I need to get closer to the microphone. That's right. Great. Um, Culmination is a, a favorite brewery of mine, and you know they're kind of a young gun, which is cool. It's it's always kind of nice to to collaborate with people who are you know they make a lot of different beers and they do a lot of different things. Um, so that's one of the reasons we picked Culmination. But uh, we wanted to do a true collaboration, as in make something at the restaurant, bring it to the brewery, and and make a beer. Um, and we kind of ended up on. Uh, smoked honey um honey is kind of a natural thing we have two uh beehives on our rooftops uh at the restaurant um which is becoming more common these days believe it or not and uh the honey is through be local and that's what we use in the restaurant for uh for some of our dishes and cooking and so um we kind of thought like well what can we do with honey and uh chef matt suggested smoking it uh in the restaurant and of course my mind goes to brasserie dupont immediately and I'm like, well, yeah, we're making a beer to Mel, and we're going to smoke the honey, and it's going to be super cool. So, Matt, did you actually – how the heck do you smoke honey? Um, because you can't, like, roll it. I mean, so no. talk to me. How does that work? Uh, well, y y y anytime you, like, smoke a liquid, you kind of try to get as much surface area as possible. So I, I took the 20 pounds of honey and split it into – uh, five different pans and stacked it upright in, in our in our little smoker and then for about 36 hours let it roll on Pinot Noir cha uh, Pinot Noir shavings uh, and hazelnut shells for that 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 kind of rich earthy earthy smoke that imparts the Northwest flavor into the honey it, it it takes a lot longer to get that smoke flavor in there than you really think too it's for whatever reason the viscosity of the honey or something is super resistant you can throw any other 
thinner liquid in there and get smoke in it on an hour, but it, it, it took a day and a half for, for this So we did this a, batch. a test batch, and yeah, it was actually like 48 hours, right? It was, yeah, it was actually, and that was, you're right, it was closer to two days. That was to get the amount of chips and hazelnuts and the timing right. I mean, right. it was, and this stuff got dark. The other thing I'll mention is that Very we, savory. Smoked, uh, we smoked at 180 degrees, um, which is if you kind of sniff around with the mead guys, like that's about the temperature they use. You don't want to boil the water because you lose a lot of that essential uh, aroma and viscousness from the honey if you like boil it, right? So we didn't want to do that or heat mm -hmm. it up too much. So we kept it at 180 degrees and we lost a little bit of water, but all the honey and all the sugar stays intact. So. That sounds amazing. That sounds fantastic. So when it comes to a martini, I like like a gin martini, maybe a Aria gin, and then I wave the vermouth bottle over it and put the vermouth bottle aside because I don't want actually any vermouth uh, in my martini. That screws it up. And some collabs are like that where there isn't actually a collab that's kind of slap a name on a bottle and say they work together, and Tomas does not like that. When we do a collab, it's an actual real collab, put our heads together. Um, what made this a real collab for you guys? Was it really? I mean, was this the real deal? Were you guys actually an imperial culmination collab? I mean, we have pictures of Matt pouring honey. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it, it really happened. We really did it. So um, you guys were here on brew day. We were, yeah, yes. we were on site. Um, it was, it was so much hard work. Conrad worked us so hard. It was, I, could. I mean, <laughs> the guy, this guy's an animal. So, so, so you traumatized. Guys, so you guys kind of came up with the idea of a honey beer. You kind of put your heads together, how to put it together. And then you actually came on brew day and put it together. That's fantastic. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Conrad and the team, they did the, came up with the, the grain bill and picked out the yeast, which is really cool. Uh, I actually, I mean, I'm a nerd. I thought the, the yeast strains we used too. I thought that was kind of a, a cool story, you know? What, what can you tell us about that? That doesn't give away any corporate secrets there, Conrad. Well, uh, no real secrets in brewing, hopefully not. Um, <laughs> don't, don't like hiding what I do. Um, so it's actually uh, French Saison yeast and the DuPont strain, or a blend of both. Okay. And then uh, how long did it take from the time? How long have we had to wait for this beer, roughly? How long did it take? About three, four weeks now. Yeah, it's, uh, it was quicker than I thought. I mean, especially when we did bottle conditioning in the bottles, which was, you know, ended up being very aggressive in, in a good way. And it, it was a lot quicker than we thought. I mean, yeah, we're three weeks we brewed yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And as I understand from Preston, uh, when it comes to honey, the, the critters can just eat the honey and it's just it works kind of magically that way. It's fantastic fermentable sugar, but it, it's not just like... Uh, That's the phrase I'm looking for. <laughs> it's not just like dropping in, you know, sugar cane or something like it just it has this character. And uh, what do we use? Wildflower? We use a blend of different honeys, right? It, it's a well. It's it's from bees that are all over the the Portland area. It's about 20 miles around yeah. Imperial, so it's you Farms, know whatever is pollinating in rooftop restaurants all over the place. You know dandelions and your old lady's front yard and you know Excellent. the other stuff growing down the street. And what we're drinking was poured out of a bottle. So uh, uh, Conrad, tell us what we're tasting here. Take a drink and give me some what? give me some some tasting, tasting notes. Yeah, give me some tasting notes. Come on, Eric. You can't help me out with empty glass. Mine has mysteriously disappeared. You have drank all of yours already, which is a good sign. Although, with the uh, kind of dregs in the... Like, it's still a very aromatic beer, you know? Yeah. I, the, the first thing about this beer is it's aromatic quality. You, you get the honey. You get a little bit of, like, eucalyptus. Uh, the smoke, of course, and, like, kind of that, like, dry pinot, like, aroma. Mm -hmm. Um for sip. 
So the body is, it's a pretty adjunct heavy beer. We're using uh, spelt wheat, oats in there, and then uh, Pilsner malt. So really light, but still has a fair amount of body because of those adjuncts. And then um, I get that typical like Saison ester quality. Uh, the DuPont strain uh, is, has its own kind of like ester profile to it also that is very fruity and then uh, like kind of an underpinning of that honey and smoke. Awesome. And this is on our Rare and Vintage line, which means this is one of these beers I don't like because they make it once and they don't necessarily make it again. So you enjoy it and then it disappears. So it'll be on tap at uh, Imperial. It is uh, currently. It'll hit the menu tonight. And it'll be on tap at Culmination. And there's a few bottles for people to pick up around town. Is that right, Conrad? Yep. Well, bottles oh. here and bottles at the restaurant. Yeah. That's it? Okay, man, that's awesome. Well, this is fantastic. I, so I would encourage you guys to think about what we could do next year. I would love to do another one next fall. That would be so phenomenal. Um, but what about food pairings, Matthew? Talk to me about food pairings in this beer. Well, immediately starting tonight, we're going to have a bison short rib with matsutake mushrooms and some farro verde. That's going to be paired with the fumet de miel. It's, it's, there's a lot of smoke in the, in the short ribs. There's a lot of richness that goes along with the, the, the maple brown beer that I brewed it with as well, so, or I, that, I, that I braised it with. So I, I think it'll pair well with this, this beer tonight. That sounds fantastic. This beer kind of like screams for food, although I will say uh, one of our staff tried it last night, and he's a big wine guy, and he was just like, God, I thought this would drink so heavy and it would be so smoky. And he's like, I, I could drink six of these, no problem. Like it's very, very satisfying and very drinkable, you know, and at a, a nice low ABV, right? Yeah. Nice and low. <laughs> so what's the, what's the ABV, Conrad? That's a secret, right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's 8%. 8%, okay. Yeah. It does not taste 8%. No, you, you would It's so smooth, yeah. No. I, I don't think I'd drink six. I could drink three and then pass out, so. <laughs> I think usually for me, like, the body or sweetness of a beer would tip me off, and this, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, show the alcohol, which is fantastic. All right. Nice work. So I've also read... Uh, we I like to hide alcohol. <laughs> and he does a very good job. I there's, hide it all around the brewery. Yeah, there's <laughs> bottles. <laughs> uh, and because I'm a fan, I, uh, I get you guys' newsletter, and you're uh, for, uh, potentially, um, you know, things change, but it could be that for New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve, you got a special disc coming to pair with this beer. Uh, oyster Chipino. It's it's a San Francisco-style Chipino, but we use oysters with a really rich red pepper broth and some fumé. So that'll that'll pair awesomely with our fumé de meal. The smoke will There's a high probability of that happening. A very high, high probability. High probability. Oh, high. that sounds fantastic. I, I might have to be there on New Year's Eve getting some of that and some fumé de meal. That sounds fantastic. So if someone gets a bottle and takes it home, any suggestions for what they should pair it with at home? Um, one of the questions I have is, could you do could you do this with a dessert? What kind of dessert would this work with? Cheese. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the no-brainer for, uh, <laughs> for any saison, and it would work nice. I mean, uh, one thing that I always kind of... As I've been drinking this beer, I get like kind of pushed in like a more rustic way. So I think like kind of a fall pie, like sweet potato pie is a personal favorite of mine. I think that'd be really nice because you get some of that like root vegetable earthy aroma in, in the pie. And then uh, this would play off that really nicely. I mean, honey and pie is, I mean, come on, you know. Um, I would probably stay away from chocolate just because it's a very like powerful, powerful taste. But... It'd probably be okay with some dark chocolate, like just having a little dark chocolate bar, you know? 
You know, Boki Doki, um, Boki Bowl has a food cart, Boki Doki, and they have a honey salt pie, a little tiny pie that's just phenomenal. It's like a pecan pie without the pecans. It's a be local honey. That and this beer, that would work because you said the uh, honey, earthy flavors. Honey pies, uh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. good stuff. All right, anything else pe- come to mind that people should pair it with at home? If they pick up a bottle, they go to Imperial. They have the amazing short ribs, and then they take a couple bottles home. Uh, anything they might want to cook up at home that you think could pair well with? Uh, roast a piece of chicken. I mean, any any piece of white meat, a little piece of fish, it's going to be great. That sounds fantastic. All right, anything else, Conrad, we should know about this beer? It's delicious. <laughs> and is it, is this, it, it is absolutely fantastic. Now, is this something that people should drink now? Should they cellar it? Uh, what are your, what's your best guess on that? Uh, I think it's a great drink now beer. I really, when we release a beer, I really don't want to, like, sell it to someone and be like, <laughs> just hold on to way, it for, just, like, just, six just years. Wait, wait, wait for six years. Yeah. I swear when, <laughs> when that bread infection happens. <laughs> It's just gonna really take off. Yeah, one you just, of you just have to wait five and a half years, yeah. and then and then six more months, then drink it. Yeah, uh, this is a beer. You know, Tomas is uh, very. Uh, what did the word he teach me? The ideal drinkability window. When uh, brewers release a beer when it's ready to drink, I think this is ready to drink. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's great. Now, Multnomah County Stout. I have to admit, uh, Conrad, I've got some bottles put aside to do a vertical in three or four years. Um, this is a beer I'm probably just gonna drink up. I'm gonna enjoy it right now. I'm probably yeah, not gonna cellar it. So I think uh, I will probably put a bottle away just to see what happens. You know, um, it, maybe it'll be good, maybe it won't. You never know. But it's high enough ABV. I feel confident, like laying it down for a minute. Just, you know, why not, right? Yeah. What, what the heck? Just go for it. It might not happen. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> lay, lay it down and then pick it back up. It might not last. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about this one. But Matthew and Eric, thank you so much for joining us. We we're huge fans of Imperial here at Culmination. Love what you guys do. It's a huge honor for us to get to do a collab with you. And uh, you know, I would love to do another one next year. If you guys think of some cool idea, get a hold of uh, Paul. Uh, Paul's the one that kind of puts all that stuff together for us. So get a hold of Conrad, and we'll do yeah, something we're, awesome. We're thinking pork chop stout. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just uh, with apple butter. Ooh, apple. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody can make a good if anybody can make a good apple butter beer, it is the brewers at Culmination. I literally have nothing to say now. <laughs> I wish you guys could see the looks in the face. All right, I uh, I'm Stephen Sharma. This is the Culmination Back Bar Podcast. Cheers, everyone. Uh-huh.